it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello there, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Here is where we take a look at the week coming in music history. So this is the week of February 13th until 17th. And in the middle, there's Valentine's Day. So a happy Valentine and all of that to you. As long as I've been alive, ACDC have been giving us records and the first big one came this week in 1975. Man down! David Bowie collapses on stage this week and fancy buying where the Beatles lived... You could have for less than two million quid in 2008. All of that and a whole lot more inside the next 10 minutes. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. So in 1961, Frank Sinatra decided this week to launch his own record label. Reprise Records. This allowed him more artistic freedom and it also garnered him the nickname the chairman of the board. See, that's where it came from. I would like to be remembered as a man who brought an innovation to popular singing, a peculiar, unique fashion that I wish one of these days somebody would learn to do so it doesn't die where it is. I would like to be remembered as a man who had uh, a wonderful time living his life and who had uh, good friends fine family. Now, it's not really what we do at Radio Nova talking about or playing Take That, but this week in 1996, oh, it was all over. There was a big old press conference. They called it a day. There was floods of tears everywhere. We are Take That! Please don't speak! I mean, it's such a good band. No one could replace them. They're just one of a kind. Take That has sold millions, made millions and won countless awards. Songwriter Gary Barlow is favourite for solo success, but the band insists it's been a joint decision. It is a career move for us. We don't see it as the end. It is a career move for each of us. I'm very emotional at the moment, but I know that it's the best time finishing on top. We always said we'd finish on top. 1973, David Bowie's playing on stage and then suddenly collapses during a gig at the beautiful venue that is Radio City Music Hall in Manhattan. Check this out. Absolute bewilderment. What happened? That was a collapse. What did that kid do then? No, he's all right. He's kidding me. What do you think? <laughs> no, really. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. I liked this old movie at the time. In 1992, the movie Wayne's World, which featured appearances from Meatloaf and Alice Cooper, it got its first old showing in the United States. It did really, really, really good things for those artists I've just mentioned and, of course, for Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. I see a little silhouette of a man Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening Galileo, 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 Jumping forward to 2008, and at the time he was the Oasis singer, 
He's still Liam Gallagher. Well, he married his long-term partner, ex-All Saints singer Nicole Appleton. The Oasis frontman's ceremony was such a big secret that even big brother Noel didn't know about it. The pair have been together for eight years and have a seven-year-old son together called Gene. Liam had planned to marry Nicole for years, but apparently they wanted to wait until they raised their son first. There's a bit of guilty pleasure in this stuff. I love it. 1965, we lost Nat King Cole. His first hit came in 1943. Straighten up and fly right. 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 Can you believe that that was recorded that long ago? Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 2008, a flat once rented by the Beatles in London went up for sale. 1.75 million sterling. The band shared this three-bedroom top-floor property in Mayfair back in the day. This is Green Street. So there's the flat and the top left and there's the lift right next to it. If all four of them got in that lift, as they would have done, yes. that was quite a squeeze yes. for the four of them. In 1972, Led Zeppelin made their Australian live debut playing in Perth. 4,000 fans stood outside the venue without tickets, hoping just to hear the lads through the walls. Speaking of the lads, here they are taking the absolute P.I.S.S. out of uh, Reporter. Could you tell us just a little bit about what motivated you to write the immigrant song? No, I'll let Robert tell you about that. Well, you'll really have to ask John. No, I'll tell you. Dean is a name. No, what happened was we went to Iceland. And uh, it was one of those times where you go to bed at night and you don't go to sleep because it's... The daylight's still there, you know, it was a 24-hour day. And uh, it was just an amazing hue in the sky, and it was one of those things that uh, made you think of Vikings and big ships and John Bonham's stomach and things like that, you know. So there you are, immigrant song. In 1985 this week, Bruce Springsteen went to number one on the UK album chart. Born in the USA, his first UK number one album. And at that time, videos and Bruce's bum were getting very popular. It's like a tool, it's a powerful tool. You know, how I'm going to address it or what I... What I feel I'm going to do with it, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Back to 1967 and more Beatles stuff this week. They started recording the track Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite from the Sgt. Pepper's album. Ringo wasn't all impressed with that album. A lot of downtime in the studio. But here's Paul, firstly. I made a suggestion. I said, really to get away from ourselves, how about if we just become sort of an alter ego band? What would you think if I sang? Pepper started because of their being fed up with touring and they wanted to spend more time in the recording studio. Have the mic on the piano quite low, just keeping it like maracas, you know. Sergeant Pepper for me, it, it's a fine album. It's a fine album, but I did learn to play chess on it. And finally to 1975. Now, I was born in 74, so these lads literally all my life have been releasing records and still are. The first record, High Voltage, came out this week in 1975. Here's a very early interview with Angus. The, the band, uh, band, which was a hard-rocking band, so we 
the first couple of songs we got together. And uh, by the end of the year, I think 1974, we had all the material for for that album, High Voltage. And that is a look at this week in music history from February 13th until 17th. My name is Marty Miller. Thank you for checking out the podcast. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. Ooh, and happy Valentine's Day.